Wake Up San Francisco, right? Yes. Yes! <laughs> that's my... That's what I think when I think Bob Saget. <laughs> yes. Look, this is a little early for this, but I'm just going to go ahead and share this with y'all. Woot, woot. Bob Saget might have been my first white crush. And I have no <laughs> idea why I had the hots for Danny Tanner. I'm like, I can see why ladies go for that. He's, a, he's nice, though. He's a little weird, but he's all right. I liked, I, liked, I, liked, I liked him, but I was more inclined to go with, um, not Uncle Joey. Um, Uncle Jesse? No, it was Uncle Joey. Not Jesse, because Jesse, John Stamos is fine, fine, period. But period. It was, but Forever. It's, it's something he's about vampire. Uncle Joey. He's a vampire? Because funny niggas get pussy. Girl, we ain't. He's a vampire. Pharrell's a vampire. Angela mm-hmm. Bassett is a vampire. Yeah, man. They black is not cracking. It is so weird. It's not. It's worse than not cracking. Look at their high school yearbook pictures. They look the exact same. same. They are vampires. And I love y'all. Oh, God. Hey, y'all. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Reality um, where we are clearly getting straight to the bullshit this week. I'm Tammy. I'm another year older, you know. Beep, 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 beep. You know, I I started to be really petty and you know what I'm saying drop the episode on my birthday, but I didn't. You know. Tammy had a birthday. Happy birthday, Tammy. This is like literally the second week in a row you've sung that. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> I'm sorry. How was your week, sis? You are hilarious. It's good. Hey, it's just Shay today. <coughs> I got nothing special to offer. <laughs> you say that um, now. And then the next thing you know. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my grape juice and my Cheeto puffs. I'm ready to give y'all this mess. First off, you sitting there with Cheeto pups and grape juice mean that that grape juice is probably wine. Shout out to God. And then uh, it's grape juice. I'm sorry, it is grape juice with a couple of shots of vodka. Shout out to Welch's and vodka. See how I did that? And the Cheetos puffs, not any Cheeto puff. It is the simply Cheetos white cheddar puff. I'm obsessed. Wait a minute, what? That was a whole earful. Say it again. <laughs> simply Cheetos, meaning it ain't got all them extra chemicals and whatnot. It's simply like it's supposed to be less of that, even though we come on now. We, we know we got about all the same shit in there. But because you want to convince me that it's less of that shit in there, I'm willing to bite. And it's a white <sighs> cheddar. So it's not neon orange because, you know, 45 ruined that for me. Mm. So it's a white cheddar and it's a puff. And they are obsessive. I can eat these all night. I'm going to go to the gas station and see if I can find me some, because you know at every gas station on the west side of Chicago, you can find some shit like that. Yeah. Um, well, I did. I also like the jalapeno white cheddar crunch. Oh, God. You simply to read. Look, y'all need to give me a, a, a endorsement if I'm going to keep talking about the chip on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the reality the pod. The only announcement that I had, and I didn't watch it to see how it went, um, was there was a versus on Saturday. 
I didn't watch it. I heard it was a little underwhelming. Really? It was between, um, for you guys that don't know, it was between Too Short and E-40. Now, you. I'm all about telling these niggas where to go. And what's my favorite word? And letting these bitches know what's my favorite word. But I... It's one of those moments where I just don't know. I don't know because the... I think that Too Short and E-40 are two different caliber rappers personally, but they were out at the same time and still are out making music and producing and doing what they do. And, and, and to be honest with you, they're both fabulous in their own regard. Here's my thing. Do I want to sit through 20 songs, which I know they both got 20 songs together, separate, featured. They got, they've been Features out for too fucking produced. long. Come on. Yeah. To, you know, for the versus battle not to have been a quite interesting, you know, uh, the thing to, to to watch. I was just busy getting drunk because it was my birthday weekend. That's the only reason why I didn't watch this. And then I got busy. So I didn't even know about it. And then Mo sent me a, hey Mo, a message on Messenger and was like she was watching it and was just kind of like, mm, I don't know. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know. And then I didn't even bother to click into it. I figured, look, I haven't watched it. I'll find it on YouTube or something, and I'll put it on the reality page on Facebook. And maybe we can talk about it next week. Fair, because we ain't got no content. And we might need week. some content. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got nothing. All we got is power book. We got nothing. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna figure some shit out for y'all though. We're gonna give we're gonna, y'all we're gonna give you the episode okay? just to say. And it's, it's because it's hard. Our book is coming to an end. Because we got two episodes left next week and the week after. And then we're gonna pick up our queens. I cannot wait. I already ordered my Mother Rue onesie from the Old Navy commercial, except I got the one with the green stripes. So if we was together in our onesies, we could have, she could have red, I had green. It would be cute. I cannot wait. <laughs> 2020 is taking a lot of things from us, but RuPaul has kept us in contact. Oh, you know what? Maybe we can do like a review next week. Ooh, the queens, the new ones. Mm, you ain't been- Listen. It sounds like a possibility. Listen, I'm just saying. What we 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 listen. I don't know if y'all got you guys know this, but the loyal motherfuckers that listen to us. Is, um, oh, shout out to my broke best friends because I know they be listening and shit. Um, <laughs> she told me that the other day. She was like, "I know you know. I know you be talking about us on the podcast." And I was like, uh, "Yeah, mostly all of uh, them." <laughs> I call you out one because you're my broke best friend. Two. What the fuck you gonna say about it? Three, you like it. Just, you know, <laughs> just, just keep listening. Tell your friends. Um, I, it is sometimes, I think people don't really realize that when you have this type of podcast, which is a comedy podcast, and yes, we do make ourselves, we take ourselves down most of the time, but around holidays, there are just going to be times where we're going to be short content because we don't have anything because they're not putting anything out. More, more importantly, the world is still out here. And so there sometimes are, you know, the things that we cover, they stretching just to give us the season, much less anything for us to talk about. So 
be right. patient with us. We are trying to give y'all the things every week. Um, but you know, if I'm not blessed with love out the lockup, how the fuck can I tell you about it? But you know, it's looking pretty good for uh, perspective forecast for the next you know few months. It's looking pretty good. So y'all gonna have an earful of our asses. Um, things are happening. Yeah, man. Things are starting to open back up. People are filming social distance. It's a little funny to watch, but hey. Speaking of funny shit to gotcha. watch while so, uh, while social distancing, Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, <laughs> season thirteen, episode three, ten, ten, twenty, twenty. Um, I do. I don't know that we have a lot to talk about with Portia without getting into a hour long discussion on why the fuck they haven't arrested Breonna Taylor's killers yet, and. You know the Black Lives Matter mo- movement and George Floyd. We could go on and on and on about why she's what she's doing is so fucking amazing. But my shout out comes early this episode because I just want to say we watched Portia go to a site on the Underground Railroad a few years ago, <laughs> and we witnessed this girl on national television tell us how dumb she is. I, I just want to shout out the growth. <laughs> I was so proud of Portia. See, back then, she was with me in, in my class full-time a whole day. And now she done got to the point where she back with Jen Pop, and she only get pulled out, like, for an hour of reading and an hour of math. Like, she has <laughs> come so, so far. Like, that is so petty. She is almost fully off the... I, we ain't going to fully die. We're going to put her on consultative services. Look, she's come so far. I mean, she has come so far. And I am proud of you. The only thing that we really had to talk about with Portia this week um, was, you know, she was starting, she's starting to feel stifled by the relationship between her and Dennis. And I guess they've taken this temporary breakup bullshit that we know didn't last more than three minutes. But <laughs> um, that's all I had. Did you have anything else we could cover on Portia? Well, other than the, the we didn't really get a lot of Portia though. Yeah, I mean, it's with the exception of seeing Ty oh. and Portia and Lauren go to uh, Fallon's house. Bitch, let's just talk about it real quick. Yeah. First off, Fallon is Fallon. I think is very attractive. Woman. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She kind of has that like a androgyny. Yeah, not like pretty, pretty, but like it, it, it's complex. I like it. It's so many layers to it because you can tell that she has all kinds of ethnicities running through her blood, and all of the features are coming out all at once, and it is so beautifully crafted. <laughs> I don't know, and I think she's fun too. You know, the WAP holes was hilarious. Look, I just want to talk about one thing though. <laughs> well, yeah. Tanya. Did Tanya get new titties? It looks like it, right? But you know what, though? And I will say this, and everybody on the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta has said this. All of them have gained quarantine weight. So there might be quarantine weight. It might be titties. Either way, it looks good on her, so... Them look like new. I don't remember Tanya having full bags. Oh, she got she full bags now. Things. But she looked like she done went from like a C to a double B. 
Yeah, they might like, be all your away went to your titties. And like, you know bitch. what? It's only anybody could be so fucking lucky. Cause I ain't. I was like, one. I spent that whole segment wondering, did Tanya get new titties? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't it, know. I, I, don't I don't think, think I'll ever get a good answer. I we're not gonna get a good answer, but she looks fucking great. And we, I listen personally. I will never really say an ill word about Tanya because I like her. I think she's sweet. She had the gams out too. Yeah, yeah. she had all that. You know, y'all know if y'all ain't learned by now, mm-hmm. I'm a booty watcher. So there was like a one second oh, in the episode ass. where she jumps in the pool mm-hmm. and you can see all that ass mm-hmm. falling out of her thong. But one of the bikini it was a one piece, but the booty pop was a thong, and I was like, oh. Tanya got cakes. Yeah. Okay. Bow, bow, I caught that bow, one second. Bow, bow. The only thing I've ever caught quicker was the two seconds you saw Janet Jackson's nipple during a football Super Bowl Sunday. It's not Sunday. A Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Well, it does come on on the Sunday. I was like, was that a whole city? <laughs> <laughs> whole ass. Okay. Um, like she had a nipple ring on it too. Looked like a sun. I had all the details. <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, Cynthia? Um, the conversation between Cynthia, Cynthia, Kendi, and Candy first, or do yeah, you want to talk, talk about because Drew, because Ralph and Drew Sedora are oof. That's an issue. Ooh, that is an issue. Um. So, uh, Cynthia Kenya like and Candy, like I said, are working out, um, trying to lose all the quarantine weight. Um, Cynthia has basically invited two hundred people to this wedding that has that has happened in quarantines. I have seen some video from it because I don't know if she sold it to. Okay, let's go back a little bit. Of course, today's what December twenty first. So clearly, ten ten twenty happened a few months ago. We all know that she had this wedding and she had all of the people there. It didn't look like, from the videos that were released, it didn't look like there was a lot of social distancing, but she did have the wedding either way. Now, I didn't see that there were any reports afterwards of anybody catching Aronas from the event, um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It appeared that everybody had on a face shield. Even if oh, everybody okay. didn't keep a mask on, they did have on a shield. shield. And that's probably why it looked yeah. like they didn't have on masks. I don't know. But needless to say, we still in quarantines and 250 people in a fucking building is a concern. Her and Mike but are... The way they talked about doing it, I felt could work. Mm-hmm. with the Because uh, they got the money to have additional rooms, indoor, outdoor. Yeah. Uh, scheduling at what time which people end up in those spaces so that you keep those quarantine guidelines in check and you don't have a risk of this event becoming a super spreader well the thing is is that i get it i get it too because i get i okay what happened was is that cynthia and um mike and her sister and i can never remember was also looking nice mallory mallory that's her name that's mallory they go look when at Mallory the stepped out the car, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Mallory is aging hey, gracefully, Mal- okay? Mallory, another vampire. I'm another vampire. Y'all. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. So um, they get there and they're looking at the, like the menu. And Mike outfit. is really saying to her, look, whether we can have the 200 people or not, I want to ensure that we're getting married on the best day of the year. 
side note, that's the best day to give for a completely different reason for me. But okay, so I I wasn't mad at what he was trying to say, and I wasn't mad at what Cynthia was trying to say. I think that they were literally saying the same thing and not the same thing all at the same time, and they confused each other because they confused me. No, I don't think they confused each other. He was very clear. He wants to know what's more important, this date or marrying me. He's telling her, 10, 10, 20, I want to marry you. Rain, sleet, snow, 100 people, me and you, venue doesn't matter. We could do this at the subway. I want to be your husband. And she keeps going, but if I can't have my wedding the way I want to have my wedding, then I don't want to get married. And if, and I know she's saying that she wants to have this party, this celebration with your family and friends and everything. Mm-hmm. But the man is saying, I need to know that that party doesn't mean more doesn't supersede to what, what I'm walking mean. into. We're building a marriage. Yep. A wedding is a party. If the party don't happen, you don't want to have the marriage because that's the way she keeps saying it. I think she's misconstruing it and she's not saying it correctly even though that's not what she's saying. But then she'll double down and say things like she said in the car I don't have to be married. I don't have to be married at all. Right. It makes it 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 seem seem like like then why are we doing this? We ain't gotta do it. And that's when he said I'm done and turned off the GoPro. Cause she was getting saucy all episodes. Yeah. She's giving everybody. I, you know, I just I felt where she was coming from because I mean, if I were to ever take part of that spectacle, when I when I'm married, yes. Um, I just I just got my own beliefs about marriage and what it will or will not do. But who who you talking to? But one and done. I don't never have to do that again. Never. Nah, nah, I'm cool. But. I will say thirty-five dollars to get in, two thousand dollars to get the motherfucker out. Yeah, this is we didn't have no property and children together. Imagine if you had to sit down and negotiate that kind of bullshit. Oh God, no, no, I don't have to. I mean, there's one person in the world that I would marry, and huh, you know, it's hard to marry somebody when you they love a long distance relationship. All right, neither here nor there. That was for you, Bug. I just want to let you know that that statement was for you. And I had to work around a lot of shit to get it in. <laughs> that that statement was for you. That was for you, Bug. When you hear this, I want you to call me and let me know. Because <laughs> that was for you. That was a reach. But I am. Look, I consider a, a long-distance relationship, LDR. If I can't see you, we long-distance. Okay, so does that make our relationship as friends long LDR? I see you more than him. That's bullshit. Because I only come over there when ifamouscandles.com uh, powered by Wix decides to, you know what I'm saying, uh, drop me a You gym. send her the things every two weeks. No, I don't. You do. So you at least here twice a month. Okay. It don't just be her be ordering, but sometimes Okay, we're not gonna talk about this. What I'm saying is <laughs> I F A M O U Z candles and spa treats. 
powered by Wix. Look, we done already raked the site, so y'all gonna have to pre-order. What <laughs> okay, because bitch, we got I, I all just the money. I send the money so she can send me the damn things. This is not a paid advertisement. Okay, so um, it is not because we never be. I said. I said what I said. Go buy the damn things and set out the site. Uh, I'm trying to get this inventory up so I can put it on the friend zone, but that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is, look, if I were to go do the vacuary of a fucking wedding, right? I would have to be so in love with this nigga that I'm fucking like, you know, I have to sleep with his drawers next to me. That's not that kind of a I'm so in love with na 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 na. I would have to be that kind of a, obsessed. So for me, I there's a part of me about with Cynthia that says I've done this before, but I want to do it again the way I want to do it because I've done this before. And it was so much fun those other times. Mike is saying, I've done this before too. And no shade, sis. I just want to be with you. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Our day is 10, 10, 20. The meaning for him is the way she's conveying this desire to have this party. We're just going to be honest. It's a party. Is a party. Like, is a if party, I can't party. have this party, I don't want to marry you. I don't have to. It, and and I know that's not what she's saying. It's just the way that it's, it's coming, coming across. The way it's coming across. But the same token, Mike, come on now. Come on now. What woman you know want to get married and not have her with? I mean, I... And got money, money? And had a wedding of her dream dreams? I mean, I guess me and eight of my closest friends wouldn't do so bad in Cabo. Not the point. Um, let's talk about Drew and uh, Ralph, because I... I am so conflicted with this one. So what I have is Drew and Ralph are moving, and while Drew is trying to be a part of the buying process, just the process in general, you know, of buying the home, Ralph thinks she should just kind of have this different place in it, you know, with packing and just actually moving the things. Drew then says, okay, well, I get this couple's counselor and um, he's like, well, did you talk to her first? And he's like, yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, so she's got, she's already got this unbiased, she's got this biased opinion of me. And, he, and she's like, yo, like, uh, that's you know, the, the great news in this was that I got us a marriage counselor so we could work on the things. You keep focusing on the negative. Why can't you just say, perfect, we got a marriage counselor because we need one. And then after she says that he kind of goes into this like fake praise. I felt it was fake praise. I may be wrong. What did you think? I'm inclined to be on Ralph's side in this scenario. Which one? Ralph. No, which scenario? I'm talking about either the moving process. The house buying and the moving process. The moving process or the couples counselor. Both. Okay. I'll explain. Please do. Moving process. We've already picked the house. All he's doing is paperwork. You're married. Whatever he put on there is a joint asset after y'all got married. You don't trust the nigga to put your name on the document? 
maybe if you spent more than six months dating the nigga before you married the nigga, you wouldn't be able to establish a good sense of trust in the motherfucker you lay with every night. You know what? I have, and I like Drusador. I have a strong sense of shade departing in my apartment, honey. Ooh, it is a thick cloud, honey. About to turn this little tree back into a damn shade, uh, to a damn pine pine tree. Lord Jesus, it does hear those sleigh bells ringing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Look, I like <laughs> Drusadora, but if you don't trust the motherfucker you married to to put your name on the deed, why are you married to him? That's number one. Number two. And look, before you could even get to that process, he can't put no house out and then you're not, your name ain't on it because your income has to be included because y'all are married. Anyway, I'm not even going to get in that. I'm not going to get in that. Two, the counselor thing. It is a little fucked up that you found this counselor and then talked to them about our situation first before looping me in. It would make me feel like this person has a preconceived notion of who I am as who I am and what I'm going to bring to the table because you didn't include me in that. Now where I don't agree with Ralph and it's so conflicting I don't like the way he talked to Drusador and Mama <laughs> but the same token Mama need to stay out their marriage that's not mm-hmm. the place. She's always in their marriage. She be and she be talking real strong like this, his, he, this he's a man of the house. If you want to talk to your daughter about her issues in her marriage, have that conversation with Drew Fedora. But you don't get to then sit there and like almost reprimand her husband. That's weird. And then ask him to play the organ so you can do your virtual church. That's weird. Mama needs to go back home. Because that's another issue they really got. Mm-hmm. It's her mom. Her mom. You know, but the same token, that's still a mama. She need to go. You need to tell her she need to go. But you you still have to be respectful. That's my mama. I think. um, Well, I understand what you're saying. I feel like Drew gets a bad rep with this, even Mm -hmm. though he's the one that's doing the thing. Like he'll tell her all. Well, all your paperwork needs to be, I mean, you, don't, you ain't got to be there for the um, signing this and the third. It's just boring paperwork bullshit. It's just about money. You don't need to be there for that, right? But we're talking about the same person who literally will leave for three days, not tell his wife where he is, and expects for this to work. So I can understand why she has reservations about let, about not being there because of the already displayed behaviors that he's done thus far. I don't blame Ain't her. no way. I don't blame her for wanting to be there to ensure that the I's are, are dotted and the T's are crossed. Mostly because, well, again, we talk about the same nigga that thinks it's okay to not only get up and fucking leave his family for days at a time. He also thinks it's okay for him to, for him to pick arguments with her. And talk to her any kind of what? So no, I I I'm I'm, I'm I can't say that I'm against Drew when she like like yo like for real like get... can, can you just cut me a piece of the cake just just a piece of the cake because here's here's my only rebuttal. I said it and I, and I just say it again and then we can 
I don't even know if we got another. We don't have one. We going um, to we going to break. Oh, what we are we going to shout out in uh, all the call? Drew Sedora should have made sure to dot the I's and cross the T's on that marriage certificate. Yeah, that's true. Before she got herself involved in this. Yeah, that's true. Because now it seems like she's making the best out of a tough situation. Yeah. And I think they could actually work it out because Ralph was just frustrated as fuck. It's Rona, your mama here, and she's getting on his motherfucking nerves. And the last thing you want is somebody in your house who lives in your house to come in here talking shit to you crazy like you don't pay mortgage like gas cable and keep them in the comforts of the things that they're enjoying because they stuck here because of Rona. We not talking about the same. You could thing. at we're least talking, be nice. We, we not talking about the episode now, okay? I just want to let you know. Yes, we are. She could at least be nice. Now, just because some of these things can be directly correlated to other to situations <laughs> does not mean that it's not valid. She could at least you're talking to your daughter's husband. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Be nice. Or, or. You do have the option. Quiet. Yeah. You do have the option to shut the fuck up. Sorry, Pastor. But it is what it is. I mean, I just kind of feel like the situation between her, her mom, and her husband should never be a situation between her, her mom, and her husband. I know several people that are in relationships and are married. And you know what I'm saying? They don't bring their shit to me, and I am happy for it. I mean, I think that me and Shay just talk because, you know, the. Um, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Um, more than I care to admit. What I'm more so saying is, is that, so we talk about things that, but that, if anything were to happen in her long distance relationship, let me tell you who ain't giving her a fucking opinion. Me. Because I, I can't, I can't get between that. You know, long distance relationship shit. No, no, no. You can give me an opinion. But I de- what mama is going wrong is she's giving him one. Yeah, that's true. No, that would be like if that's I was a, going that's to the your line mama crossed. telling him, "Hey, you need to do da 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 because blah blah because because Shay called me and said cha cha cha." Right, that's the line mama crossed. She could have her opinion with a daughter. That ain't shit. I, that's fully to be expected. But to then turn around and try to chastise her husband, mama's wrong for that. Yeah. And there's a quick fix for that. It's Rona's. It's Rona's out here. But the planes have not stopped flying. Go home. You know what? You can drive, Mama. I will rent you a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any shout-outs for this episode? I I, I did. I gave man uh, before man was going to Porsche. So for growth, I want to shout out Kenya's ass. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Kenya done put on some runaway. Lord have mercy. And before, before her booty to thigh ratio wasn't right, it looked like a capital P and it did not, it wasn't becoming in certain attires. But now that she done put on this runaway, <laughs> her thighs done got thicker and it has evened up her booty to thigh ratio. Oh my God. Oh, mama, please. <laughs> what Samix a lot said it best. You could do side bends or sit ups. But please, but please don't lose don't that butt. Yes, for episode title. Please don't lose that butt. Now. <laughs> now, I do have an altar call. You do? Mm-hmm. And this altar call 
is for Kenya and Latoya. Uh-huh. I knew this was coming up. I don't know what y'all problem with Drew Sedora is. Let it go. Both of y'all sitting up there with extensions and clip-ins in talking about the quality of somebody else's weed. Mm. What the fuck difference does it make what's on somebody else's head? That's her motherfucking hair and she looks cute in it. I'm starting to think that maybe Miss Latoya Candy's friend that Kenya stole. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a little bit jealous of the fact that Juicedora, even though she's not that famous, people know who the fuck Oh, she I is. know who she is. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. We knew Juicedora from back in the day on what? the game. You supposed to be what? The new the new Nene? No, baby. You ain't got it. Your husband won't even, a, your husband won't even, your... even fucking uh, uh, agree to be on the show. That's why you're not a main cast member. How about you go sit down somewhere instead of crawling, trying to crawl up Kenya pussy every other episode just to get your friend of the show check. Mm-hmm. Go sit down somewhere. You tried to come for Cynthia last. Which was weird. And we all know that Cynthia ass is fine. Now you're trying to come from Juice Door, I guess because she knew Cass. You think you could get away with that. But you knew no, Cass ma'am. too, boo. You're a friend of the show. That's it. You won't even be sitting on the couches in the beginning of the episode of the reunion this year. You won't be in those couches. It'll be five women. And They'll bring you on later. You won't close the show out either. You don't have a tag. It's like you're always like searching for, trying to create a moment. And it's stupid. Try to get you. But who are you? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Please tell me what, what, what do you do? Ooh, that was nothing. (laughs) Uh, Go sit down somewhere. We're going to take a quick break. I don't like jealous bitches. (laughs) God. Hey, Kenya, come on now. Why are you even entertaining this shit? Mm. Because Kenny is the queen of mess. Speaking of mess. This don't even look good. Speaking of mess, we'll be right back with Love at the Lockup Season 3, Episode 23, Ex-Conversations. We'll be right back. And we are back um, with Life at the Lockup Season 3, Episode 23, um, Ex-Con. Conversations. Emphasis on con because you know it's love at the lockup. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Clink, clink, dinny, dinny, ding. Boom, boom, ching. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> let's start with this. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with Puppy and Amber because now we know why Amber's on the fucking show. I'm so retarded. It didn't even dawn on me. That's why now Amber's on the show. Now we know why she's on the show. Because technically... And like, puppy's getting out, and I'm like, wait. No, she... I'm stupid. <laughs> Took me a few minutes. I was like, oh, now that's why... Oh, God, can't I get it now? Um, so, puppy gets out, and um, the girls go to a little restaurant, to get something to eat, and Puppy comes up with the idea to call her daddy, uh, which is uh, Vincent. Uh, and um, basically, I don't even understand that. Call him 
to talk about the um talk about the adoption and basically she gives him an ultimatum what I'm confused about the whole thing so go ahead sis I don't know this shit done to me call me crazy okay puppy is a full of grown though mm-hmm. how is he adopting her like how like how and if that's the case how do we figure out how you can adopt me but then again you have to file me on your taxes oh that's probably the money that they get right no Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> I think he's getting like some disability or something. <laughs> and if he add another dependent, he gets to claim a couple of extra. He get a couple extra dollars a month. Here's the problem with this: puppies and adults. Yeah, I don't get Look, it. Look, y'all, either. we gotta find out her name. I don't feel comfortable calling a person puppy. Well, that's what they keep saying. The girl name is. Now I may do. What is her name? I may do some research. Guadalupe, Maria, Sarah. Like, what is puppy's name? Here comes that palm tree again. Mm-mm-mm. Um, she's a person. Okay, sis. So, she looked like a Guadalupe. That's all I'm saying. All of this shit was dumb as fuck this week to me. But um, of course, I'm saving Black Mama Wee Lady and Baby Nut for the end. Because that was the issue of the episode. So who you want? Destiny and Sean, Chevelle and Quaylon, or Michael and Sarah? Um, why don't we just uh, talk about uh, Michael and Sarah? Oh, wow. You're going for, the he- you're going for a heavy hitter. And Malcolm. Oof, because this shit... And Because this shit gets... It, it's a little... Deeper than normal with Sarah and Michael because Michael's about to leave. And um, at the beginning of this day, when he came up, oh, I love her and, you know, I want to be with her and I know Sarah and yada, yada, yada. And when she walks him out and they have this conversation, and he's kind of like, yeah, we should. Take this uh, step by step, because mm-hmm. I don't really know that you really know what it is you're really asking someone to come into, because you don't know what it is. Now I'm gonna give you some time to figure, to that, figure out. that out. And I don't think she caught that because she's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> No, thank you for being so understanding. I know this could have really been a lot. Before I say what it clearly is to me, go ahead, sis. <laughs> he clearly told her, like, get your shit together. Because I don't think he really see it for this whole Michael thing. Because she lets Michael just get away with murder. And ain't no nigga that's really your nigga that's going to be okay with your baby daddy just walking up in the house no knock unannounced just because he feel like it. Nah. The fact that you was in court and Mike missed and you didn't ask for sole custody because of shit like this, that sends a message to a mm-hmm. man who's looking at how you handle this mm-hmm. situation. And he doesn't see you handling it. And I get the feeling that 
Malcolm is like Wolverine on the side. There is no gray area. Either I'm going to be cool or you're going to get this work. And he trying not to get Michael to work out of respect for you, out of respect for your children. But he really feel like it. I have to agree. I think that um, Malcolm is what I like to reference as a gentle giant. He's not that big in stature, but he's tall. So I can say gentle giant in that regard. Anyway. Um, the thing for me is that if okay, Michael is going to be poking the bear every time mm-hmm. this situation arises in between uh, Malcolm and um uh, Michael and Sarah. Thank you. Um, And it's like this thing where because he knows that Michael's going to poke him, he's kind of removing himself now. And I understand it. I don't think he should do it because I feel like Sarah does deserve better. But the problem with Sarah is, and this is not a read, but the problem with Sarah is, is that she she truly is gullible to Michael's bullshit. Because Michael even said in the episode, yeah, you may think that's your girl, but that's always going to be my wife. I think she's going to have mm-hmm. serious problems with even getting this, this, this nigga to even think about signing the divorce papers. I think she's going to have a huge problem there because of the way she lets him do things now. And she's not going to ever really be in the fruitful relationship if she keeps allowing Michael to do the things that he does. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, first off, your baby daddy walking in my motherfucking house. I don't give a fuck if you is married to the nigga still because y'all getting the paper signed up or whatever the fuck it is y'all doing. I don't give a fuck what it is. This nigga can't just walk in your house. Because your house is my house. And bitch, we fucking so unless this is a three-way relationship that I don't know about, I don't. That nigga can never walk in my motherfucker. Why does she? No, that's my read for this week. Um, that's my article this week. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just I don't see what. Um, so since you took Michael and Sarah out, we got two funny ones left here. Uh, and that is uh, Chevelle and Quay Trey or Destiny and Sean. Destiny and Sean. Okay. Disclaimer. This has got to be the most <laughs> savage shit I've ever fucking seen on TV. And I still don't believe it happened. I had to watch it three times to ensure that this happened. Three days before um, Destiny's court date. Yes, I'm reading this verbatim. Destiny calls Sean and says that she needs a break. She doesn't give her location. She tells him that he's not pregnant when she asks. Um, She, under no circumstances, is giving her address to him. He doesn't need to know where she is. He's asking questions like, why did you take your clothes? And she's kind of like, well, if I get locked up, what the fuck you going to do with all this da 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 And um, in the midst of that, she says, well, I'm broke. Send me some money. I don't want to be with you, but send me some money. 
the very next day, um, Sean is in the bed and no, excuse me, Sean, Sean is at work and he sees a alert from his bank saying that there's this pizza that was ordered, which it was ordered and delivered in third episode. And um, she he, he calls the place and he goes, hey, uh, I think it's with some fraudulent activity done on my card. Um, looks like this was done somewhere in Redding, California. Um, can you help me out with this? Now, at first, the dude on the phone don't want to get involved, but he ends up getting involved. He goes, hey, look. So this is the address we deliver to, da 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 Because basically what Sean wants to do is go to California to ensure that she, that she shows up for her court date so that his bond is secure. I'm going to get this to you first. I got some thoughts. I just want to say, since you've already given your altar call, I'm just going to go ahead and give my shout okay. out. My shout out goes to Sean this week. I didn't think he was smart enough to pull off that telephone conversation. <laughs> I am proud at his ability to finagle that address out there at pizza restaurant. I think he had it in him. I didn't. But at the same time, Destiny is so savage. Mm-hmm. How you gonna tell a motherfucker in one breath? I need a break from you and this relationship. It's too much. I may or may not show up to court. I'm not gonna tell you where I'm at. Leave me alone. But I need yeah. some money. And he gave it to her. He pulled up that phone and went right and sent that cash out. <laughs> Whole hundred dollars. You gotta walk, bro. I said this. I'm telling you, she got a wop. A grown one, bro. $100. One? She told you she broke and she not with you and you sent her $100. Mm-hmm. You just want her to keep calling. That's why she charged mm-hmm. that piece to the credit she, card. Because you didn't send her enough cash. She know like, damn well oh that that nigga going to show up at her house. I don't think that she thinks that he's that smart either. No, I don't. I think she's thinking she just tell him, stay out my way. That he just gonna sit there and be like, ding. Okay. At the hood. He said I can't come. At the hood. Hmm. At the okay. At the hood. Dumbass. The girl took all her shit and you talking about, so if we still together? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Just send me the money. Yeah, <laughs> damn. And she was chatting with another nigga on yeah. that episode. But then she'll say in the next breath, yeah, he talks to his baby mama too much. It's weird. I don't trust him. But why should he trust you? You talking to another nigga. You got four, three, four Facebook uh, or Instagram profiles where you're engaged to other niggas. And you be trying to knock down bitches every chance you get. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am impressed that he was able to finagle that address. But, bro, you so stupid. Um, it still don't, it still don't ju- justify the means. It does, it's stupid. Let's talk about Chevelle and Quaylon, dumbasses. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I really don't have much. I just have the scenario. Quaylon is in, um, in Houston campaigning for his girl. Even though he's admitting it. He did talk to the girl in Chicago, but he never saw her. 
and he can't drive. He can't drive so there's that. Uh, <laughs> um. Meanwhile, Chevelle went on a date with Joe. Was that his name? Oh, uh, for all intent purposes, he'll be Joe today. I think his name was Joe. For all intent purposes, that nigga be Joe today. And they feeding each other. Oh, cool. That shit was gross. Uh, <laughs> Please, that shit was disgusting. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Um, so she she goes on a date with Joe, I believe, and um, you know, she's saying what well, she went through with with Quaylon and da 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 da. And meanwhile, this nigga down down downstairs camping for him, caper for him. Or excuse me. Oof, that was not going on right now. Y'all just didn't know it. Um, yeah, because we didn't catch you stumbling all over. Yeah, because I was, girl, I, I was scratching my nose. <laughs> I was doing a lot of things. Scratching my nose, trying to get words out, and my foot was itching me. Girl, I had a lot of shit going on at one moment. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, when your foot itch, that means there's some money coming. Or is it with your hand or is it your eye? It's with some itch. I don't know. Carry oh, on. Uh, here's the thing. Um, I think Chevelle is absolutely right to move the fuck on. I don't necessarily say I'm not saying that I'm not caping for Quaylon to try to go back up there and make it work, but I am okay with her moving on. So, here's my thing. I question why you would have a guy. Like the young man that took you out on the your date male best friend, in your yeah. back pocket and be out here trying to get hooked up with niggas in prison. Like the two don't make sense to me because looking at the scenario, y'all went out on the date, he was real nice and all that shit. Why? I guess she said that because it was never really the right time. But your choice was to then go find a nigga in prison? Like how, Sway? I, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. And like, I would question why, hey, sorry to say it, sir, you would even want to be in relationship with a woman whose dating pool isn't excluding prisoners, niggas in prison. Because that shows a level of desperateness that I don't want around me. Now, I just do want to say, I want to say this, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I do. I'm not saying that that I would never have a relationship with a convict because they're already out and able to live a sort of free world depending on the status of their parole, right? But dealing with someone in prison transitioning out to be a you know a convict is completely convict. Excuse me, it's completely different. Oh, I totally agree. Um, I'm not saying it's just because a nigga been in jail that he's no. Excluded. That's not like, what we're trying to say. We're trying to say is whatever. That I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna hold for no nigga on on the fucking internet. So whatever the fuck it is, however the fuck they get their pen pals, I'm not gonna go. I'm not that desperate for someone to pay attention to me because he has nothing else better to do but to pay attention to me. And I think both of them kind of <laughs> fall victim to the same prison pen pal mindset because she's upset with you that she wasn't acting like you was when you was in jail and instead of you 
getting out and trying to do all the things that you say you want to do and establish your life and figure out things with your van or whatnot, you out here pen paddling with a bitch mm-hmm. in Chicago. Where'd he do that at? I'm sorry. Because I'm sure he likes because that I'm sure that you know she's paying his sorry, yeah, she's paying his um phone bill. So now phone only, bill. so you're not only telling me that you're not gonna do the say you, you the shit that you said in prison, but you also gonna then disrespect me by texting another bitch on my phone. Cause that's mine. Maybe I take that oh, to another level. And I'm sorry. No. But I mean, I don't know if I necessarily see it for them being together. Because I, I feel like Quaylon needs to experience mm-hmm. life first to be what she mm-hmm. wants him to be. And I, but I'm also not saying I that just she don't should know wait for if that's right now. Right. Because he is essentially a 17-year-old boy. He's got to have some experiences outside of jail. And if I'm going to keep it... Before he's even capable of being ready to be committed to one and person. I think that, being an asset to your household and not just a nigga that I you don't take care of. Why do you want to take care of a nigga? I don't see it for Quaylon. I actually do like him. I, I know it sounds like... A, I know it sounds I do like you don't like him, but we actually do. Like I, Loki, I'm rooting for that motherfucker. I'm trying to find me what, get me one of them shirts. Put a sweater on and chill. Uh, take a chill pill. I'm, I'm still trying to give me one of those shirts. I'm trying to get into... I don't want to get in these DMs and get out. I just want one of them shirts. Um, What I'm saying is, is this. I don't necessarily think that Quaylon should... I don't think that he shouldn't fight for her, but I also don't think that she should fight for him. He kind of put himself in this situation. And now that he's on the other side of it, he's realizing that it wasn't the best look. But I, that's what I mean by he needs to have these life experiences before he can even come to the table and be what she wants him to be. He's been in jail for 12 mm-hmm. years. He went to jail a boy. He didn't grow up in jail. Don't think it. He doesn't know how to come out and work a job and manage money and take care of a household <laughs> and be in a relationship. Sorry, he doesn't guys. know that. He didn't have any of those experiences before he went away. So what you're expecting Oof. of him is actually it's a little unfair. unfair. It's totally unfair. So let that nigga live his... Give that nigga the space to develop in the man that he mm-hmm. wants to be. And when he's ready, when he's established, then talk about if we could be together. If it's even a possibility. Because look like you mm-hmm. got suitors. And if she does. I mean... I mean- Somebody like your big headed ass. So like you should try all the options that you have out there too. She literally because Mama, I don't know if you called that man and was like, "Hey, big head." That's what she said. So if you got hey big heads in your life, and you've been chasing up around a motherfucker that literally is still a child, why don't you go fuck with hey big head for a while? And if that don't work out between you and hey big head, which it fully and well can. Then you can kind of try to figure since he's he gonna be out for a little while. Hopefully, God, God willing, in the creek don't rise. You know, but mm-hmm. hopefully, Quaylana be out longer than we, you know, his longer than her family expects him to be. Anyway, and he'll be able to kind of get some 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 hand of them balls like for real in the outside world, and maybe y'all can reconvene at a later time. But today ain't that day. Need this tomorrow if you're asking. 
And please don't let that nigga um, propose to you on Christmas. With that $25 ring from Case. Yeah, well, especially with all that gold he didn't win and put in Baby his mouth. Kiss, kiss, that don't make no damn sense. You got out. I wish you didn't do that. He you take that out of here. Your makeup now. looks terrible, Quay. It does. Um, let's see. Oh, Lord. This Lord, shit Lord. right here. Let's hey, talk about uh, Lamar and Andrea, and then we're going to hit y'all with another break. But, um, so Andrea comes up with this this idea since Tennyson is kind of concerned about not um Princess uh Priscilla um about going away on his mission because of her. He's like, eh, no, because y'all niggas argue too much. So Andrea comes up with this thing. Okay, well, maybe we can go on a family mission. Poor Priscilla gets caught up in the moment. And at least that's the way it looked to me. And says well, can Shantae come? Because technically, she is a part of the family. Ain't and she? Andrea's head swiveled in the 360 motion for about seven seconds. And um, Nala, Queen, Queen Nala and King Tennyson are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Immediately. And Andrea's like, okay, well, how long y'all know about this? da 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 and Tennyson was like, listen, sweetie, we've known for a while, but it wasn't my place to tell you. Hmm. So let's talk about that first. Because that's a whole separate entity than what ends up happening. Let's talk about that part first. What do you think? I feel bad for Priscilla because I know in her own way, she was telling her mother that this shit happened. I don't feel like it was like a, oops, slip the mind, Freudian slip. No, she was letting her mama know, look, this shit went down. I met her. She's my sister. I just don't understand why that would even be an issue. And I'm with Priscilla. Why is it that you expect her not to have a relationship with her sister? But not only that, why do you expect your husband to not have a relationship with his daughter? The method of this coming out, I don't really agree with. I feel like Lamar should not have asked Priscilla to keep this secret. But I understand why he asked her to keep this secret because the way that you're acting in front of your children about her, your daughter, knowing she has a sister, is strange. Why would you want to be with a man that does not have relationship with his children? Acknowledge it. But expect him to have one with yours. Okay. I don't see it for Andre. I I don't mm. see it for her either because she gets on my fucking nerves because of shit like this. So when they bring it up, her initial reaction is, how does she know about that? And Priscilla kind of goes, well, daddy told me. I don't know why this is a fucking issue. Which is why I agree with you on being with team Priscilla because uh, in that moment she just kind of felt like who fucking cares who told me I've been told let's move on can we talk about going to Africa right it's, and it's so, just ironic. so ironic you're doing all this you're go- wanting to take this family mission and go to Africa so that your son can be charitable so and can get back, get back to, to the world, world. 
in all this Mormon faithy bullshit. And then in the same, in the same breath, breath, you're going to tell that man to deny his child. Hmm, I don't get it. Talking about Priscilla needs to be baptized so she and can be able to that. Maybe she from the Holy that. Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit when your old duplicit ass is out here encouraging your daughter and your husband to not have relationship with the, his daughter, her sister, because what? This girl is in her 20s. This is before you even know him. Why do you care? Why would you want to prevent a father Thank from you. with his daughter, with his child, and then in the next breath say he must be in relationship with yours? So the situation, Lamar, Lamar, you can do okay better because the next the next scene lets us know he can do better. Andrea pulls up on Dulo house, and I ain't saying that Dulo is a squeaky queen clean motherfucker. He's not, but that's his people house. So she pull up on Dulo house, and it is this huge commotion. Why are you telling my daughter to lie to me? You ain't shit. You a, you a lousy motherfucker. Da, 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 da. How the fuck can you? And she cussing, cussing, cussing. Remember, this bitch supposed to be Mormon. And, you know, she like, yo, first off, calm the fuck down. This is the block. Yes, they will fucking call the police. Chill the fuck out. And then Dulo has to come in and say that sentence even nicer. I don't even know how to... I don't know who my shout out for the episode is now. So, they finally convinced Andrea to leave and Dulo and Lamar are having this conversation and he and Dulo is like, look, maybe you can talk about this when you get home, da 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 and Lamar is like, to be honest with you, going home right now, today, it ain't gonna solve shit because she's gonna be stuck on one thing and I'm gonna be stuck on another part. Because there was disrespect slain both ways. But you can't just show up at my people's house just hollering. You can't do that. Because that's a real easy way for me to end up back in jail. Whew. What are your thoughts? I'm so, ooh, child, the ghetto. I, I just kind of want to, in this moment, thank Dulo. And Lamar for being cooler heads in that Ooh. situation than Andre. Because that could have went left real left. quick. You, the way you confronted Lamar, the way you, even in the way you was talking to Dulo, that could have went left, left on two different occasions. And both of them held cool heads because they understood why you were upset. And if you had adjusted, Simmer down long enough to hear mm-hmm. your husband, to hear your daughter, to hear your children. You will realize that this situation, it may not be started by you, but mm-hmm. it's your fault. Because you should have never, who gives you the right to tell a child that she can't be in a relationship with her father? Who gave you that right? No one. Not only your father, but her sister. I thought too. I didn't have an altar call for the episode, but 
I do. Yeah. It's you. Like, you really seriously lost your motherfucking mind. How could you, as a woman, who has had to take care of two kids practically mm-hmm. on your own, sit around and tell a man not to be present in his child's life? How could you? It's I don't so unfair. Get it. And then on top of that, I th- I, my, my real issue with Andrea is more so leaning to, because I got several issues with her, but it more so leans to, you know, she has this overbearing spirit that she feels the need to tell everybody what they should be doing in order to be right in the eyes of God kind of thing. And in her mind, it feel, it, to me, it looks like, I'll say it that way, that she is the God. And she's the one you know, looking at that, and you better be doing what I say or else kind of thing with her. And so, while I'm not saying that what Baby Nut did was right, I understood why he did it, because this moment is what he was trying to avoid. Because the crazy part about it is, is that your husband know you more than you think he knows you. He knew what was going to happen if he had told Priscilla and Shantae you stay, to me, you were going to do this. And I'm not saying that what he, what he did was right. It was fucked up. No say It was. And it ain't necessarily the him taking her to go see her um, sister. It was more of a don't tell your mama part. That part about it was fucked up. But I don't blame him for what he did. Because you don't have At no all. control over the first part. You don't get to tell that man that he can't be in relationship with his daughter. You don't get to do that. You don't have that right. And that's why sometimes when these uber religious people be sitting up here pontificating about how praise the Lord, Lord, praise the Lord, saints, but then they act worse than the Mm -hmm. common devils that you Mm -hmm. will find on the streets and then try to wrap that in the name of the Lord. I hate that shit. And because of that, I'm starting to really just not like Andrea. I, Lamar, you can do better. Sarah, you can do better. Quay Trey, you could do Chanel better. Chanel can definitely do better. No shade. I want that shirt, though. I look really, I don't think right now. You know, no, they're not. For each other, so, I'm yeah. just saying. Sean? Ooh, we didn't even get to see her, but Lindsay, oh, you, you can, can do, do fucking better. better. Sean? I need you to come to class. You can do better. And please continue to come to class. Um, just I I don't know about it. Do better. Honestly, you you know I feel like I could do better too. While we on the subject of doing better, Amber, you definitely can do better because Puppy gonna set your ass up for some fuck shit. I'm telling you, she gonna set that girl up on some fuck shit. But mm-hmm. I had a bit Look of a shout out, and then we're gonna go to break. Uh, my shout out goes to Dulo. Um, hinting on what you said earlier, but um, Dulo got a way of doing shit that is just <laughs> so confident that it's hilarious. I just want to be on the stoop, I want to sit there with Dulo <laughs> and, and Baby Nuck. And just, and just like kick it, like I wanted to kick it, 
Like if I was Andrea, I would have been white hat mad that you told my child to lie to me. Oh, absolutely. If I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have popped off. I'd have came up, I'd have sat down, and asked y'all got a cup. I need a drink because my child just told me that you told her to lie to That's me. the way to handle problem. that. We can have that conversation. That's the way to handle that. I don't have to yell at you but and put what, my hands on you. I can Dulo have that conversation. Like, okay, when she first walks up, Dulo is very hesitant to kind of get in it. You can see it. And then all of a sudden, Andrea pushes Lamar in a way that Dulo was like, no, 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 no. I see where this is going. Dulo steps in between them and he like, you like, yo, for real, you, you need to chill. But he said it in such a way, and then he he had his hands up in the defensive mode while he's pointing at her, telling her he needs to she need to chill. I said that right the first time. He need to chill. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was acting like a linebacker. Might as well call you one. So to me, it was like okay, Badulo de-escalates that situation very quickly because, like you said. That could have went left, left, quick, quick. It could have went there. Had it been me on the other end of it, it would have. Because I would have felt like I needed to defend myself, especially once you start popping me upside my head. The fuck? Listen, you could do better. Maybe Nuck especially. You could definitely do better. Uh, since the helicopters are outside and, you know, proving where I live, um, <laughs> we are going to take a quick break um, and come back with Power Book 2, Ghost, Season 1, Episode 8, Family First. Give me two seconds. <sighs> you know I had pee. <laughs> These three episodes, I just a lot. Hey man, a lot. We'll get a little reprieve next week, and then we have one more crazy week like this, and then we'll be two two episodes down. <sighs> yeah, two two episodes. Um, what you call us? Because just gotta figure yeah. out what we're gonna watch after life after lockup. Oh, we'll get there. I don't know. But we got a couple of weeks before we even have to work. Yeah, we got we got a few weeks before we have to climb that tree. Um, all right. Uh, let me bring us back in, I guess. Because I just sat down. Watch out for that tree. Boom! Um, what so is we're it? back. You don't know what that is? George, George, George of the jungle, strong as he can be. Do, 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 do. Watch out for that tree. <laughs> don't ever make me do that again. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are back with Power Book 2 Ghost Season 1 eight, Episode 8 Family eight. First Um, So Holleration Holleration Didn't she look like that on that video that, My <laughs> very first I, This is a side note And I just want to say Um I saw Mary in this episode. There's a scene towards the end. Well, all I could think of was, come on, everybody, get on up. Uh, I was like, <laughs> and if you and just a little insight into me, that is my least favorite Mary J. Black song. It gets on my nerves. I don't know why. It is what it is. Um, 
Okay, this episode, this episode takes place in one day, or so it seems, two days. I want to get Jabari out of the way because he's an insignificant part of the episode. If you ask me, you think? Oh. Let's talk about it. And to meet the parents, Jabari is um, still kind of eyeballing Tariq in regards to him sleeping with Carrie. And um, it kind of spills over to after class because Tariq didn't have a parent show up. Um, did Jabari kind of chase him down? He's like, I know it's hard. Da, da, da. He like, no, let's keep it towards this. Like, yeah. everybody lies. It is what it is. I'll talk to you later, kind of thing with him, with Jabari. So, um, meanwhile, Carrie's still fucking Zeke. And I feel like the Carrie and Zeke story plus the Jabari story all is like one thing, but okay. Um, it is though. Um because he's right in thinking that she's fucking a student, but it's just not Tyree. Mm-hmm. So um Zeke and and um Zeke and Carrie are still fucking Jabari's still trying to figure out who it is. Meanwhile, he's basically committing acts of plagiarism um by taking Tariq's story and putting it in a book. He has a book, he has a meeting with his manager and he is kind of like when I saw it, it felt like a crackhead trying to get a high. If that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe I'm misinterpreting everything that Jabari's doing, but that's why I'm going to stop with Jabari because he ties into some other stuff. But I just wanted to get that I part mean, out of the way. If we just, just address the plagiarism part, like, you're literally... You're, he's incapable of writing without having... Tyreek's story mm-hmm. to the point at which he's actually researching yes. things that happened with Ghost mm-hmm. and Angela and his sister's mm-hmm. death that, um... and he's taking this whole story and Tyreek's literal writing and weaving this into his next novel. It's like he's incapable of writing something just from his own thoughts. He writes based off of other people's experiences. Right. He's a thief of other people's experiences and that's fine if that's how you got a bridge of butter to eat. But maybe you need to consider why you yourself is incapable of coming up with your own thoughts to put on paper. You are at the point where you are stalking and harassing a student and a co-worker yeah. and completing, competing plagiarism. Yes. How could you? You're a professor. For Pete's sakes. I think like there's some other things that he does in the episode that I wanted to allude to later, but I I think that the mannerisms that he showed within the last two episodes displays how much of a punk bitch he really is. And mm-hmm. I don't, and, and to be honest with you, I, I can't stand for niggas to cry and huff and puff the way he's been doing with Carrie. So much so to come towards this illusion, because it's not happening, that you think you know who she's sleeping with because you slept with a student before. But she's following him. She's following Literally. Like he's taking it to a whole nother level. You're already still in my thoughts. You're already still in my story. But to physically follow him. And now, oh God. Okay, so okay, let me go down the storyline the way it's supposed to be going down. 
It's um, homecoming week at the university. Tariq and Braden only got half of the re-up. Braden suggests selling coke. That's going to be important later. Uh, to be goes to Spanky's mom's house, which she's my shout out for the episode. Um, well. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and Nail. Um, Carrie and Zeke talk about him making it in the kind and, and sorry, and whoa, he kind of lets it slip one. that his family isn't really upstanding. Because he's talking to her he kind of stumbles and um, it kind of he's kind of alluding to like his family not being in some good shit so he's the one that's got to make it and he know about it but they just don't want him to tell him what did you think about that because you said well because you, you went through too many scenes at once oh sorry what did you want to hit on because that was a lot um If I go back to two bit okay. showing up at Spanky's mom's house, uh-huh. I question like, did he know he was dead? Uh, he knew Spank was dead. I believe that they told him. I remember him saying at one scene that like it, like Spank is the one that snitched on it. Right. But then when he showed up at his mom's house, I almost feel like he didn't know he was dead. Like I felt like he showed up looking for Spank and then got her with the rest in peace sweater on and was just oh. like, Ooh. so that's why he, you know, played the Francis route, gave her a little guap, told him, you know, he gonna check, he gonna check for. Her. He sure did. Just because your son is a snitch ass nigga, I'm sure you, you know, I'm sure she, she let you eat. Yeah, she did, and she did. You can tell. So, well, now that, well, okay, I'm gonna get to her later. Um. <laughs> Um, but then it like then it goes left very left Effie shows up and brought product coke to sell and needs Tariq's help Tubi shows up to collect from Tariq telling him that um, I guess Ghost owed him some money which I believe he did if some, something happened and Tariq was supposed to cop up and he didn't and he didn't get it because of Ghost and now he came back to collect on Tariq and um so he can get the money for two bit. He uh, talks to um, Effie. No, I was gonna say the lawyer. And I keep calling oh, him Gregory in my head. He tries to talk to the lawyer. Yeah, I keep calling him Gregory in my head because that's his real name. But the dude from the Huxtables, you know, Sandra's husband, um, Elvin. Elvin. But his name it's is not Elvin in this. But we gonna call him <laughs> Elvin because Daniel y'all, Warren. Y'all know we talking about Elvin, okay? So he go to go talk to Elvin and Elvin like, nah, bro, your da- your daddy said I can't give you none of this money. And now uh, what about that uh, incomplete you got in that motherfucking class in that canonical studies? What the fuck was that? Three like, wait, bro, like for real? <laughs> you checking on my grades too, bro? Well, duh. duh. <laughs> How else uh, your inheritance is tied to you? A graduating from college and B having a certain GPA. So I have to make sure that you're even on track to meet that GPA right. so I can even consider giving you this money. So yeah, I gotta check it great. That makes sense. Um, we get into the heavy shit because I put Jamari in peace with the editor. Kane sets Tariq up to get dead. Oh, 
don't understand this at all. Okay, so basically, this is the way it, it plays on the TV, y'all. Kane and um, um, search your first name, baby Guap, baby Guap, Guap, Guap. Kane okay. and Kane ba- comes up with this idea that Monet is trying to set him out of the family with Tariq. So he comes up with this thing with Guap to kill him, to kill Tariq. But at the same time, Tariq knows that Tubit is going to be there trying to come get this the little chunk of change. So the, he notices the boy by his shoes. Um, and uh, every time he moves, he see the boy move kind of with him. He um Tariq switches it up at the last minute and tells two bits to meet him in the pool area. To which the boy ended up getting dead because two bit ends up killing him. But you gotta remember the entire time Kane is trying to kill Tariq, not the little boy. Well, little boy just so happened to be LaGuap's main nigga, I guess. And Mars or Bars or Mars, like Bars, Stars, who cares? I don't know. So Horses and saying balloons. Um <laughs> I just Why? You are the one that said it. I just went with it. Shut up. You're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um <laughs> So, um, basically, what ends up happening is is that Tupac sends a takes a picture and sends it to Kane. They all send it the basketball game for Zeke. When he gets it, he calls the number, which just so happens to be Tariq. Tariq knows the voice, and he don't say shit because he's sitting right next to Monet. And Kane but I think says, he kind of questioned whether Kane was behind it when he came and sat down and Kane was like, the fuck? Like, this nigga's supposed to be dead. Like, what is he doing here? What is he doing here? And then, well, we'll get to the second part. Because this, this is really the entire episode. What did you think? Go ahead. I feel like too big was necessary this episode because without two bit tricks dead. Yeah. I why now they sent this motherfucker in here with a fucking shank. I feel like y'all were just not trying hard enough. Um. <laughs> Tyreek first off, no college kid wears shoes like that. No like, y'all didn't think this through at all. Like it was the shoes yeah. that Tips Tyreek off because he looked down and was like, "That don't look right." Even though these is rich kids, that don't up here stands for it. That don't look right. They don't wear them. <laughs> so now I have an obvious thing to keep track of. I'm going to watch where this person with these shoes are going because they mean nothing. You're not looking like a college kid who's coming for homecoming. You look like you was on something. Even with the face so now I'm paint. watching you, and everywhere I go, there I'm you are. seeing you. Even each way, I'm like, okay, you're watching me. I to the point like in which were a target on his back. To the point in which 
Tyreek just breaks off running. Now you're chasing him. Now I know you're after my ass, but I don't understand why. My 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 slight. That's not really an altar call. I'm just going to. I just want to just tap Tyreek on the shoulder. You 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 had the advantage with the pole. How you you needed to connect on that yeah, one, bro. Like hand eye coordination. You needed to connect on that. You can't make that mistake again. Now we because two bit. Because now you owe two bit more money. Because two bit, so you may have paid your daddy debt, but now you got one of your own. Because I just saved your ass. Because when two bit came in with the save, and all you heard was boing. Two bit was like, oh, and, then, and then like Tariq's trying to leave the body there so that he can wake up. No, at this point you gotta kill him. And like two bits, like nah, we can't leave us like this. And drowns his ass and pushes him in the pool. And then Tyreek is still running. And he's like, hey, yo, little nigga, wipe Your down everything you touched. Like, if it wasn't for Tubit. Tubit's the MVP. He's not even. He's not of even this episode. Of this episode, Tubit's the MVP. Because he saved Tariq's ass. But then that creates another problem for Tariq because, well, no, that now he wants some more money. Right. He wants some more money. And. You and you ain't got no this, real good way to make the money this, this because point, you done blew off Effie. Thank you. So now, and you done pissed off Brayden. Well, he ain't pissed off Brayden just yet. So what ends up happening is, is that he he realizes at some point that uh, he realizes as he call he's walking down the street that he needs to call Tasha and get his advice on what he should do with Effie. And she's like, look. If you need a motherfucker, then you got to make them trust you. You ain't necessarily got to trust them. So he calls Effie up, lays the sad story, gave us some dick. At least that's where I interpreted that. And um, and then he lays on her, hey, let's go ahead and move this coke, even though he just had this conversation with Brady about how he wasn't going to do this shit. So he teams up with Effie. Gave us some of the dick. Um, and I'm just gonna graze past that because ew. Um Ugh, God, yuck. And afterwards they basically sell coke to the motherfuckers on the campus. Now, meanwhile, between time, meantime, between time, Brayden is at lunch with his parents and his little sister and Trace dumbass. And Trace and his little sister then got some fucking coke from Effie. But he don't know it at they this point. They are blazed. They are blazed at this fucking day. To the point where Trace fucking nose starts bleeding. Like, you that took that much booger sugar, motherfucker. Okay, but whatever. Um, so man, this is such a lot. <laughs> um, he doesn't really know that it's Tariq yet. He don't know, but he's starting to get some. He's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? He goes to Tariq. We should have been in this game. Tariq, like, no, bro. We don't do cook. We don't. We don't know how to weigh it. We don't know how to scale it. We don't know how to buy it. We don't. Know, that's not our game, bro. Period. But now, at this point, he's lying to Brady. What are your thoughts? But is he really lying to Brady? Cause coke ain't they thing. They don't know how to. He doesn't know how to weigh a a a, a brick of coke. He doesn't know how to cut coke. He doesn't know what the price is for. We don't know this. This is not our game. He's not wrong in saying that. Where he lied to him at was saying that he didn't know if he was there. Because mm-hmm. I got a feeling if you would have just told Brayden, look, 
Effie's here. She want to move some coke. I need this money. Somebody's on my ass. Yeah. He just helped you move the coke. His issue is that you kept him out of. Yeah, you didn't tell I don't him. even think he does it for the money. He like kind of does it for shits and giggles. Yeah, because Brayden don't need the fucking money. So if you would have told him that you needed to move this coke and to get this money so that you could pay this <laughs> motherfucker sorry, off so he doesn't kill your ass, Brayden helps you. And like y'all was talking about you can't trust anybody. That's like the one motherfucker in your life right now that you could kind of trust. Yeah, the nigga's goofy. And but he's down. But he's, he's ten toes. He ten toes down with you. And by lying to him, that's not gonna do anything better for you. It's gonna make your situation worse. Cause now he don't trust now you. Now he don't trust you. And, and he know too much because you ran your motherfucking exactly. mouth. Exactly. So so bring him back in. Uh, I'm gonna I wanna see how he do this shit next week. So um Meantime, between time, he sells the coke with um with um Shorty Effie. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't get my screen unlocked. Um, he sells the coke with Effie, and um, meantime, between time, Zeke and them win this game, and um, they celebrate. They celebrating. They at they at the club getting shots. Da da da. They got bottle service. It, uh, they got hoes. They got hoes. You know what I'm saying? The hoes come up to him talking about, hey, you know what I'm saying? Show me some love. Zeke push off the hoes because he got a main bitch. You know what I'm saying? And then it was, was, was super really cute. Young. It was weird. Um, That wasn't the reason why she sent you to the party. She sent you to hook up with him. That's the point. Um, So he pushes, you know what I'm saying? The girls off on Everett and the other little boy that was sitting right there. And before that happens, Everett gets a call from Drew. He ignores the call. Drew then calls Zeke. Zeke ends up saying, just off the chance, oh yeah, we had to bother, you should slide up if you can get it from underneath Monet, da da da. But now he know where Everett is. So then when he gets there, Everett and Everett and Drew have random this- girl number two. Yeah, and they have this very interesting conversation. Everett and and Drew does, and he's trying. To, Everett's trying to explain to Drew that look, your family is accepting of you. That's great. The NBA will not be so accepting of me. This is my way out, and there are certain things that I have to cover up. Because this is my way out. I don't have any other options. I'm not you. I'm not anybody. I have to make this work. And he hugs Drew. And it's kind of this like kumbaya moment. I took it as. What did you think? I feel like in this scenario, I understand why Drew wants. He doesn't want to be a secret. Mm-hmm. But it, you are you of all the people in the world knows how stigmatizing people can be when people do what they want to do with their private parts in their bedrooms. So you understand why he needs to not be out mm-hmm. while he's still trying to get into the NBA. 
You want him to be this martyr for the cause. Nah, this nigga wants to eat. I done spent my whole life getting to this point, and you don't get to tell me which direction to go next. I'm going to go in the direction that works best for me. And after I get to eat, then I'll be a martyr. Maybe then I'll come out. But I'm going to be a household name. People are going to be like, oh, well, guess. They're not going to be like, mm, let's not take a chance on this one because he's gay. It's going to be, well, we can't fuck this one up because he's gay. Because, you know, them alphabet people, they, they get to come in. They comes for these peoples when you get to messing with them. With the, the L, G, the B, the T, the Q's, I's, and A's, L, M, N, O, P, W, X, Y's, and Z's. Yeah, watch out for them. I'm just saying. I'm just on the supporter side. So I don't necessarily get too much slack for that. But, you, it, but it's ironic that they're both in the same place. Because the next scene shows that they're both in the same place in their life. But it's two completely different fields of work. <laughs> And boy, don't Drew put in the work. Oh, my God. So, um, they leave the bar and, you know, Everett and um, Drew are kind of walking behind the boys. The boys, Zeke and his friends, um, kind of run up a little bit. And who do they run into but LaCroix? Well, I'm like, hey, because he, Zeke don't know him. So he don't know that this ain't the motherfucker that you should be. No, no, no. That's the competition. Zeke has no idea about that part. Which I got an opinion about that in two seconds. Um, and Guap go, hey, let me get a picture of the other guy. He, I don't know how the hell he whooped Zeke ass, but he does. And he shanked him, didn't he? No, he didn't shake him. No, he did. Okay, then he punched him in the kid. No, no, no. Some, I think, yeah, it was something like a shank or a punch or something towards that area. I didn't see anything. But then he, okay, no, no, no. So, um, <laughs> There's a fight that ensues. I can't remember in this moment. Was it a shank? I believe that there was. It was a shank because there was the point where Zeke kind of curled up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you might be right that it was a shank. I don't remember if it was a shank or a punch. Either way, um, they he got they he has Zeke on the ground and he Guap is like has his gun not at Zeke's head but at his knee. Career ender. That's a career ender. So, Drew sees it and runs up. He's like, hey, yo, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Please, please don't shoot him. He ain't got nothing to do with this. And this is when Drew kind of finds out that Kane did something he wasn't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the dumbass. Dumbass. Dumb, fine ass, but dumb. Oh, he's so fine, but he's so stupid. Oh, my God. This V8 punched him upside the head. And he... Finds out that basically what happens is, is that one of Lil Guap's friends got murdered off the sake of Cain. So because my little homie got Guap, I'm not going to come for Cain. I'm going to come for the next best thing, which is Zeke. I'm going to end this motherfucking career. How about that? Since you took my homie from me, I'm going to take something from you too. And which... Somewhere in this, Drew Drew handles the situation in the 
don't want to say that. He had to tap into that Sahara side Thank of you. him. Thank you for saving and me. And gave him the Wolverine. He just poom, poom, pank, 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 pank. But it they took time, time. saying, hey, you. stop. <laughs> and you going to kill you him. Fucking, you going to fucking run and kill him. This ain't the first time he's been punched up by the, <coughs> by the family. So he showed him. But you didn't expect it coming from Drew, and he showed you he got these hands he could put in this work if he had to. It's just not who he wants to be. And it's in that moment that Everett gets to see that... Who um, Drew really is. What Drew meant by he's saying, my family wants me to be something that I'm not. But what Everett also got to see is, you may not want to be it, but it's in you. Yeah. That's what I got from that, too. It's in you. And at any given moment, any person can get this smoke. I just, I couldn't help but feel bad for Drew. Mm, it was both sides of his world colliding in one moment. Yeah. And in that moment, he had to choose the family. Because you know what happens when you don't choose the family. Because well, me, meanwhile, what ends up happening is, um, Prior to this, which I didn't, didn't say, totally understand, but prior to this, yeah, well, no, sorry, right after this, Monet is having this conversation with Drew and she is chewing his ass. Had you um, not been trying to basically get your dick wet, da da da, kind of kind of shit, you know, this wouldn't be happening, blah blah blah, because at this point, she's not alerted that it's Kane, not him. He just thinks that they walking along singing a song and they got into it and it could have hurt Zeke, which would have hurt the family. Which in itself is like, oh, okay. You can kind of see why Monet is like, why the fuck would you go against the family? But that wasn't his fight. He, She don't know that yet. So, Drew kind of just like, alright, whatever, I'm going to take the L. Drew goes to the same little girl house and Basically says the girl say he ain't here. Can't ain't here. And he like, all right, well, bust it, right? That nigga got some motherfuckers on his motherfucker on his ass. And I'm telling you now, if I could fucking find your ass, please know they can find you too. And she opened up the door <laughs> and put Kane right, right on the out. Fuck out. Like he is literally sitting on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have been able to see his ass in the crack. So, so you what ends up happening is is that he Kane tells Drew that yes, I tried to kill I tried to kill Tariq, but what ended up happening was he ended up killing uh Guap's boy. boy. And now Bars, I'm in debt. Mars, stars. Mars, stars, cars, whatever, balloons. Um so Drew is like, all right, well, check it. You want to make it up to mama? You want your ass back in this fucking family? You need to go take a little guap and his crew. To which Kane is like, <laughs> say less. And I was about to go do this shit anyway. Anyway, so he goes, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. But and when he goes. By the time Drew gets back to the house, Monet is on the phone with Lorenzo because Lorenzo just got off the phone with Tasha. Tasha, who just got off the phone with Tyreek. Who just got off the phone with Tyreek. 
and said that Monet is trying to take his life, so he don't trust them. So, so of course, Tasha on the phone to say, if you don't do right by me, no, I'm sorry. That's Every time saying. you touch what cross. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You touch mine, I'm gonna find a way to touch. I y'all. mean, it was the same shit. I'm just saying. So to which Lorenzo was like, Oh hell. <laughs> Lord bitch. Let me call my main look, handle that. Handle this. Because I don't know what the fuck this is. So that's when Monet figures out it didn't have nothing to do with Drew. Drew low-key was in the right place at the right time. It could have went severely left had he not been on a stalk of bullshit with Everett. <sighs> what do we think about just that? I kind of... I see Monet looking at Drew as if he could actually take over the family business. Like all this time she's been grooming Kane, but she see it in Drew. Mm -hmm. And Drew has the type of calm resolve, but in the same sense, like a guttural fierceness that he kind of can navigate on both sides of the business. Right. So maybe, just maybe, as much as she, I don't even think she wants that for Drew. I think she wants Drew to have a life separate from this family mm-hmm. business that she sees is not really his desire, but he has a natural ability that this is there's just no covering this. It's gonna up. go to you because Kane has made it so he's too hot headed. I can't trust him. Mm-hmm. He's too hot headed. He too in his He'll go against the family based on how he's feeling. I think, and anybody that'll bite the hand that feeds you, you're not welcome here. I think Kane is. I think Kane is a cancer. I think Kane is a cancer too, mm-hmm. or a Taurus. No, them Tauruses don't be really getting their feelings like that. I, it, nah, it, but it, they it, stubborn it, and bullheaded. But them, no, but the, he and his feelings about Tariq. he is in him feeling, feeling, feelings. Yes, he, he is. is in his and it's feelings. so misguided. Yeah, she doesn't trust Tyreek over you. He, she's just seeing a little nigga that needs some money. She's helping him eat. She That's all she's doing. Is. She knows who he she is. Know who he is. She knows his story. She knows why he's trying to sell this weight. So she makes sure he gets some product so that he can take care of his mama. And instead of you taking care of your mama, you're willing to go against her. You even raised your hand to your mama. Oof, like you have violated on every level. level. You tried to have somebody that I get money from murked because you feel like it should be you. So how stupid are you? You even went so far as to try to put that put that um battery and Ramirez is back. Yeah, you're going against the business. You're bringing attention to us that we do not need. We move silently and covertly, and you being a flashy nigga. And it's these niggas that you conspiring with being too flashy is the reason why they don't fuck with us now. Now he's You're just the, as bad as him, the, so I can't but, trust but you. But here's the kick, the shit kicker though, too. And the nuance in it. Even if he don't fuck with the Tahadas, his last name is still Tahada. Am I saying that? Yeah. But the problem is you done fucked up 
with the Tahadas. Yeah. And you need to be worried about Poppy and Mommy, not Tyreek. So that gets me into the next part, which thank you for the segue. Um, look, Wop Corners, okay. So after, um, he when I say he, I mean Drew tells him, okay, well, the best way to get yourself out of this shit is to go kill them. Kane goes to go kill them, but. In the meantime, between time, he killed both of his boys, and he kind of sets it up that Lil Wop now works for him. Now he has this kind of soldier piece in the game of chess that they're playing. Again, I don't know nothing about no fucking chess, so please don't ask me what thing he is, because I don't know. But he has a he has this basic soldier, right? But to me, and maybe I'm wrong. I think that in that moment he does choose he cho- he chooses the streets over his family. Cause you were supposed to kill him. The order is for you to kill this nigga. Right? Yeah. So You think this nigga has already tried to kill your fucking nephew or at least end his career, your cousin, whatever. And you gonna leave this nigga alive? But really, it was because of you. So now, you keep him alive for whatever reason. And you trust he's not going to come back on you? How? You that dense? Clearly. Again, Kane is a cancer. I'm just saying. Cancer in multiple ways. I'm not just talking about the astrological sign. So... Monet has this meet up with Tariq, but it's in this very public place. And the very first thing that she says when he walks up is, you don't trust me. No, because you had you was trying to get me killed, was basically what Tariq says. She's like, no, nah, bro, that ass, that wasn't me. That was all Kane. And if you see that motherfucker in the street, uh, to be honest with you, he's no longer part of our family because, you know, Kane goes to the house, Diana opens the door, Shoes, give him a little bit of stack of change and say, get your ass out of this city because I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to fuck around and get fucked up, but you can't come back up in here, my nigga. And then there's the classic curtain clothes, you know, the gangster family curtain clothes, which shout out to Mary, she did that perfectly. And in this meeting, she's like, look, bust it, right? So if my son come out to you and he's legitimately coming out to you, and you have to mark that nigga? Look, no harm, no foul. It is what it is. He came after you. But I'm telling you now, if you go after my son in any way, shape, or form and try to kill, I'm going to bust a cap in your ass myself. What you think of that? I just, at this point, it was just a necessary conversation to be had. I need you to understand that I understand what Kane did. I don't agree with that shit. He's been excommunicated than this motherfucker. Make sure your mama don't call my husband no more because that's not her motherfucking place. Mm-hmm. Which it wasn't, but she had to do what she had to do for her son. I mean, I understand that. I understood it. I was just like, oh, Tasha, this ain't the move. <laughs> this ain't the move. It's not the move. 
And like that needs to not happen again. Cause she is in the same jail as fucking Lorenzo mm-hmm. Tejada. Mama, you could be the period at the end of a sentence with the snap of his fingers. You trying to get out of jail, not be a in jail statistic. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. I do wanna I do wanna since we've pretty much finished this episode, mm-hmm. give give this a little shout out. Mm-hmm. Tiny, tiny shout out. It's probably going to go to the sweater and coat combo that Tyreek had on. Oh, bitch, that shit was slick. I like that coat and sweater. That Fendi, um, that Fendi sweat, that Fendi coat that he had on, and um, I want to say that was a Givenchy um turtleneck because it looked like it was this season's line. And I'm not quite sure. I'm not a fashion head. No, my name is not Carrie. Could keep going. Her edible didn't kick in. It kicked um, in a long time ago. I'm not stuck. I know, now. but <laughs> I know. We we we've been fighting this edible this whole episode. Oh man. <laughs> man. I just want to let y'all know that we're doing this on a Monday night because we got shit to do. Because life. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go first thing in the morning and take, you know, LDI to the ER or the urgent care or something. He has to have a little outpatient procedure, and I'm I'm a, I'm a g down and make some chili or some shit. And I don't know. When, I, on Wednesday, I'm going to be driving because we could have recorded on Wednesday and put it out on Wednesday, but we just don't have that kind of time. Do, do, listen, we do have lives. Um, we do, and they do matter. Black lives matter. Um, here's the thing. I don't mean to make a joke out of that, but it was just real easy. Um, I. Saw absolutely nothing wrong with what and how Monet said that to Tariq. She's 100% right. What my son did was fucked up, and I'm punishing that nigga right now for it because he's no longer a part of this family for what he did to you. Yes, it does look like I'm choosing you over him, but in the in the in, in the grand scheme of things, he chose you over me. Mm-hmm. And I and because of and that, because of that, he has to go. Now, if he run down on you, out of your business. Do what you do gotta, what you gotta do. do. With this is the life we live. That is the choice he made. Mm-hmm. But don't you go looking for him. Because if I find out that you purposely sought out my son and you kill him, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna be the one to kill your ass. You ain't got to worry about nobody else coming for you. You're gonna see me. And that's her mama bearing. Yeah, you know, and Tasha did the same her thing. Her last ditch effort to kind of protect Kane from himself. Like, okay, you can't go kill him. But I know Kane, so if he show up. Yeah, he may, he may not make it. I, can do like that. I mean, to be honest with you, and, and, and there's nothing to me, there's nothing that tells me that Kane is not going to not seek out Tariq. Try to run down on Tariq. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the inevitable. I think we'll probably only get one season of Kane because I know that Monet is going to fucking have him. There's nothing in me that tells me that I don't think that Tariq is going to kill Kane. Tariq might have to. Really? 
He might. To me, Kane is the 50 cent character. Mm, He's Kanan. This power. He's He's Kanan. So, you already know. He's always going to be coming for you. Because he's made up in his mind that he's going to be left behind because of you. And instead of just eating with your family and letting Monet do whatever the fuck Monet want to do because she's the one running this business, mm-hmm. he then made himself the black sheep mm-hmm. by going against her wishes, going against the family, engaging the ops in their personal business, even to the point at which this motherfucker tried to end Zeke's mm-hmm. career. And you didn't kill that motherfucker? I don't see how. I don't see that. I don't see 50% that. of what you make, but at 50% of what they make, they make off of y'all. Exactly. So you're still going to be cooping your mama's money. So now you're actually at this stealing, point, you're stealing from, the, from family. the family. I was just saying that. I just, it's so fine to be so stupid. <laughs> it's almost heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. You know? Because you have you have Kane that has so much promise but because a cancer is a cancer is a cancer he's cancerous to himself. He doesn't even know that the bullshit that's happening is because of him. Had you been able to control your emotions and not forget where you were, you would have never stricken your mother, which wouldn't have led to the chain of events that are, that are happening. Mm. You have a shout-out for the episode? Um, my shout-out for this episode um, is Lunel. Um, she is my mother in nail. Um, she had said nails when she gripped that pile of money she got from Tubit. Um, she sported the uh, R.I.P. Spanky shirt very well. I love Lunel just as the one of the goats of comedy, and for her to pull this role off, even even it be even if it is, excuse me, a, a smaller role. She did it so well. She was somebody's mama with them damn so-so lashes on. I loved every second of it. I loved her. Just because I like Luelle. I love her. I Mm. love her. So, I mean, shout out to her. Um, I can always stand to see Luelle on my screen, and I'm okay with it. And I also want to see what she's going to do with her nails. Uh, Do you have a shout out for this episode? I am going to shout out the way La Mama threw Kane's Tim's out uh, after she said what the fuck you not finna do uh, is be hiding out the fuck here. Not today, Satan. The way she just uh, cast them Tim's away uh, and closed and locked her door. La Mama, I I I I got respect for uh, that. You you get a you get a mention today. I do have a, a little just do you have a tap a tiny, on the shoulder, or is it like just a, a tiny little, tiny little tap? All to call. I don't know what to call it. Okay, let's see. Pra- it's not really a praise break. I- I'm just not. Look here. 
I keep telling y'all, I'm trying. I'm trying to see Tyreek as a man. But that is still somebody's baby. <laughs> so if y'all want to put him, like, these kisses was awkward. When they took the shirt off, and I was just like, oh, poor Tinky, look at it trying to develop. <laughs> Almost got a chest. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, God. Can we please? Please. Can we cover up Tariq? Because he's not sexy yet. Can we leave the adult content to the adults on the show? Them little bee stings and them little one clip bras. I can't. <laughs> one clip bras. I ain't had a bra with one clip so long. since I was in like sixth grade. I got one that said that that's a two clip. And baby, when I tell you that motherfucker hurt my back fat be dripping all over and shit. It's not cute. I, I listen, three and fours are really my thing now because they are so comfortable. But them little one clips, don't nobody. Imaginary. Look. <laughs> look, y'all. I can't. These children, I can't look at them like that. Mm-mm. I don't necessarily have an altar call because I feel like this person um, is a do unto others shall be done unto you kind of situation. And Kane, if you don't stop, you're going to fuck around and get dead. You're going to fuck around and get dead. But like you said, he is Kanan, right? But So you really can't get rid of Kanan that quickly, but Kanan did go away. Just, just let's remind you of that. Kanan did get dead. And you can just as easily get dead. Same way Because of Tariq. Because of Tariq. Because of the same reason. So you can get your ass out of your cancer ass feces and get with the program and don't go after Tariq. Because if you do, your ass is grass. I don't necessarily say, like I said before, before, that I don't think Tariq necessarily gonna kill you. I think it's gonna be one of the weirdest situations. It's gonna be because of Tariq you get killed. If you can keep it's going, it's gonna be braiding a two bit. Let's keep it on. Yeah, it's gonna be braiding a two bit, and it's gonna and, and and to be honest with you, if it's me and I'm according to A Camp, but shout out to you for the content that you give us this week and every week. Um, if it's me, it's Braden that kills pain. It has to be. Braden's the Tommy in this scenario. And that's what's going to turn him into Tommy. That's the point where we see him shift. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So it has to be Braden that kills Kane. Has to be. But, you know, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, Drop you. I just want to, before I drop my shit, I just want to say one thing. Lauren. Check your bitch ass mama. Okay. Because what fuck does right that she had to come for somebody else's child talk about? Oh, he said that your mama came here. They couldn't spring her for the weekend. Okay. What fucking grown ass goddamn woman say some shit like that to somebody else's child? Lauren, check your motherfucking mama. Now, I will say this too while we own the um, Lauren situation with her mama. That shit was real cute that you um, pulled off with just Keisha mama. Bruce Shandy is 
Yeah, I'm sorry. You say light skin. I say light skin, Keisha. You say just Keisha. I felt she like I would just get. Keisha. I felt like I would she... get. Only reason why I'm giving you this just Keisha non is because Bud told me the other day that you wasn't wrong for calling her just Keisha because she no key is not light skin. Bug said to not give her your ass about it no more. So here I am giving her her much needed due. And I'm saying on an episode that you're not wrong. That's why I call her Just Keisha. But Just Keisha's mama was the handled Lauren's mama well, very well. But what, you are absolutely right, though, Shay. That bitch, don't come for mine unless I send for yours. Snatch your ass up. I'm just realizing where I saw her, where I know her from. Who? That is Randall's wife off of This Is Us. Who? Lauren Mama. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's not her, bro. That's the same way. Girl, don't gas me like that. Don't do not do that. I'm not. That's Randall's wife off of This Is Us. I'm going to go back and watch it again. I've been trying to figure that out all day. I'm like, who Yo. are you? I know your face. That is Randall's wife. Don't off fucking of this little gas hey, me, so get bro. your check. Don't, don't, don't get your gas check, me, bitch. Bro. Do not fucking gas. I've been trying me. to figure that out for weeks. Weeks. Look out. I got to go back oh, and look at I'm it. Done. Go ahead and drop your shit. Look, I'm done. So, uh, it's been real, y'all. Wish me luck. I have to get up earlier than I intend to tomorrow. So, I can't be as inebriated as I want to be tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> But but you can find us on the reality pages on Facebook and Instagram. Uh-huh. And you can find me, Dr. Shady Shay, on Insta, Twitter, Snapchat, and Shmuel. Uh, this is girl Trash Can Tam. Uh, another year older, another year wiser. Bam, 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 bam. I still ain't shit. You can find me on all social media platforms where you can stalk your next ex boyfriend. Um, at Trash Can Tam. Um, and then you can find me on the reality page, as Shay said. Um, at Reality the Pod. Um, on Facebook and Instagrams. Um, listen, you guys have a really great holiday season. We're going to hit y'all with some dumb Absolutely. fuck shit next week. We're going to figure out some shit for y'all, as we said previously. Um, In my mind. We're going to figure this shit out <laughs> before the, next week. I next week. Next weekend. We'll find, we'll find some shit for you. Okay, sorry, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from Reality the Pie. Boom, bicka, boom, bicka, fuck, boom, boom. It's my thing. Be just do it, bitch. Merry Christmas, y'all.